up, East High? Hello, folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I am Tyler. And Tyler, the most exciting news. The most exciting news? The most exciting news, because dear friend and former co-host of the show, Amanda (laughs) has returned. (laughs) I am back. Although uh, exciting news in these days is hard to come by. So maybe it's just relative, Tyler. (laughs) Yes. um, I love relatives. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Today we're talking about minute 85 of High School Musical 2. Minute 85 starts out with Troy still singing What About Us, but we get the camera moved to a front medium shot of him and ends with Gabriella saying we might find our place. So more more song. So, yeah, we're continuing with this song. Gotta go my own way, which Amanda, I'm led to believe is your favorite high school musical song. Or it's it's <sighs> darn near up there. It's, it's up there. Yeah, it's it's pretty close up there. Yeah. It's like asking you to pick your favorite child, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what my favorite would be, and I'm not willing I'm not willing to commit to any. <laughs> In this moment, though, is this the is this the climax of the song for you, or do you prefer the the Gabriella on her own part? Like now we have the back and forth between her and Troy. No, this is my favorite part for sure. Yeah, I like the back and forth. I love the facial acting that's happening here. The just <laughs> drama of it all. It, it, it just speaks to me. Yeah. So, so Troy said, what about us? And what about everything we've been through? And then Gabriella has the line. What about trust? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Iconic Gabriella. I just Which really I th- love the like back and forth that they, that they go through. And like, I love the rhyming of us and trust. It's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> Yeah, the the rhymes are definitely a bit of a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) I think it works. I feel like I've heard this, like, I feel like I've heard this before, like, just in, like, casual people quote movies and casual conversation type Mm -hmm. stuff. Yes. Um, That would make sense because this part, I feel like, got memed pretty hard in, like, 2011. At least the what about us, like just Troy's reaction probably got memed pretty hard. So you probably encountered it in some respect that way. I like Gabriella saying, what about me? <laughs> An important thing for a 17 year old girl to be asking, you know, <laughs> like we've talked about Ty, we're, we're exploring Gabriella as an individual here. Mm-hmm. It's not just the girlfriend of Troy. Gabriella is a human beyond her relationship with Troy. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I still agree with that. And I still wish that there was like actually more about what Gabriella was going to do in this movie. Like if she's quitting her job at Lava Springs, what job is she going to get? I don't know that she I don't. Yeah, I was to say, I don't know that she she's going to get another job, which like kind of defeats the whole purpose of her getting this job in the first place. I mean, obviously money is good, but it like sounds like she's convinced by this argument that she needs something for her college resume. And I'm like. I feel like quitting a job. Do we know how much time has passed? <laughs> but like, not a great blip on a resume. No, but we kind of got us it. So I took home the novelization, the junior novelization of High School Musical 2 a couple weeks ago yes, from my good. local public library. 
the amazing things that still exist in local public libraries, folks. And it does make reference in that book that multiple months have passed at this point. Like we're nearing the end of the summer, despite the fact that the movie does not indicate (laughs) that in any way, shape or form. So, you know, yet again, the movie not telling, but the audience having to assume. And I think that's a major hurdle for this movie to clear because it's a different story when it's like, we've wasted a whole summer. Like we haven't spent any time together this whole summer. What about me? Like I'm finally going to just do something for myself versus it's been a week and you've been kind of shaky. And you know what? I have the whole summer in front of me that I want to take advantage of. Definitely. Time plays a big role in the impact of this song. And if we look at it, that it's been two months, we're, we're in mid-August right now for a typical American school summer. Um, it's, it's, I mean, she's a trooper then. Yeah. And it's less of a blip on a resume. It's like, yeah, it was a summer job. It ended in the middle of August. Yeah. That's a, that is plausible, I guess. I like how Troy responds to Gabriella's question, what about me, with what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like defeating the purpose, Troy. Like, that wasn't the question. Yeah, I get the sentiment of like, what can like what can I do to make this better? But like the phrasing of what am I supposed to do is just so bad. Hey, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I was reviewing the IMDb trivia because that's the extent of what we can find out about behind the scenes for this movie. And apparently all the songs were rewritten five times, which means that line went through five drafts before making it. (laughs) (laughs) Or or it just popped up on the fifth one. Now, like, yeah, it's close enough. It rhymes. I will say, like, I think, well, I guess I go back and forth. Is it like, I guess in theory, this song is them supposed to be breaking up, but it's like the most, well, maybe it's not the most confusing and like unclear breakup ever. Like the fact that I'm like, I think they're breaking up is an indication that it's like very unclear what either of them, like, like, how do you leave this conversation feeling like either person has really said their piece? I I think Gabriella in the next minute demonstrates her breaking up really strongly but we'll get there because i've been waiting for like three or four minutes for that moment so um i don't want to spoil it but i I think to your point though they're both saying i'll miss you at the same time really does conflict with what gabrielle is trying to convey and she was making the sentiment of we might find our place in the world someday but like the immediacy of right now like teenage muddle brain is like I can't imagine the future and right now is very difficult for me. So yeah, the, the use of like someday and like Somehow, at least for now is I think, <laughs> is I think the, yeah, <laughs> I think West Side Story, like very ambiguous. No, that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that like it's muddled because that's how it would be for teenagers too. Like you, you have these sort of like, you know, the beginning of a relationship is very muddled and you're like, okay, we went on a couple dates. Do I need to ask her to be my girlfriend? Or like, does that, is that something that just happens? Like, how do we know? And the, the reality is you just need to, you just need to like ask and say so and like make those delineations. And so 
I mean, these, this is a couple that has been dating for at least seven or eight months, right? They're not going to just like ghost each other here. Troy could text her later and just be like, hey, so um, are we broken up? <laughs> I would love to see. Apparently there was a deleted scene of Gab- like in Gabriella's bedroom. I'm like, is that the, that is that, could that be it? It'd be great if you tried the whole showing up in her backyard again. This <laughs> <laughs> entire trope, but then just every movie. She just like slams the curtains shut and is like, go away. Doesn't even bother. <laughs> that would be funny if Troy's favorite movie was just say anything. <laughs> <laughs> the only romantic comedy he's seen. <laughs> He's like, this must work. Clearly, clearly. Loves John Cusack. The lip syncing in this bit just gets so wacky. Yeah. <laughs> because Gabriella is singing both the vocals and the background. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when you're Over singing each along other with the- at the same time <laughs> while she's visibly singing on screen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're singing along with a musical in the car and you're just like singing all the parts. <laughs> but this is the only not well, only non-musical diegetic song we've encountered so far. Like it's not, oh, this is a rehearsal kind of thing. But this is the only one that is a plot song. And for them to play music video music with like the double tracks and harmonies and all that stuff, it takes away that like, yes, this song is, is special in this. It doesn't fully take it away, but it takes away some of the, like, this isn't how real life, like if this was a real life kind of thing, I don't know. Did Amanda, did you see crazy ex-girlfriend? No, I did not. Okay. I didn't either, but I feel like that show has a good like example of, diegetic music yeah i am just trying to think through this point that you're making about it being like the first plot song but there's the baseball scene but if that song doesn't necessarily so i've read i've read the book (laughs) i read the junior novelization Um, i know no they actually skip over every single song except the rehearsal for You Are the Music and Me, both of them, and this song. Hmm. I can't spoil the end for Tyler, but um, <laughs> this is the only one that Tyler had seen. He has, but it was like opening day kind of thing. Okay. So okay. there's no memory of the end. He doesn't know how he knows we have guests coming up in the next couple of weeks, but he doesn't understand how we're in a song right now and how we're going to be in a song very, <laughs> okay. very soon. The, bri- the bridge hasn't been, uh, hasn't been laid yet. Okay. Yeah. So like this song, if you think about like musicals that use the music for plot, mm-hmm. they actually are explaining, I think the opening of our, trying to think of like a song in Hamilton or something like, like actually utilizes the lyrics to be convey- conveying plot. And it's not just music for music's sake. Like fabulous is a, essentially a dream sequence. If you cut that out, it's still with the story would still mm-hmm. be the same, but this song is replacing the, the, the dialogue with lyrics. Okay. That's fair. And it's not like, Oh, this is intentionally a musical because they're rehearsing music for a show. Mm-hmm. 
So for this song to then break that fantasy, like it breaks into that fantasy element, it takes away that like plotness to it. I don't know if it's a strong argument, but like it was like Gabriella singing twice right here. And for a seven-year-old, that could be very, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, the production with the, especially with the harmony lines of Vanessa Hudgens's voice coming in like two or three times. It's a lot. I, I agree. But she rocks. She, she knows how to do a music video at this point. <laughs> yeah. Right after. Yeah. Everybody's seen sneaker night. <laughs> well, Actually, Troy's trying to like, like Troy's trying to like embrace her, but she turns towards the railing in order to get the more dramatic camera angle. Yeah. The hug that from hug behind. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he just like squeezes her and just like, how, why, why do you do that, Troy? What we needed in this scene was a like a super wide shot of them from a distance because mm-hmm. um, then you could like it would it would just put it into perspective. It's like, oh, it, it's these two teenagers who are very close in a very big world like and like you'd have the moon in the background and the bridge and the fountain. But we don't get like a, a wide like a wide shot. We just get like mm-hmm. all medium and close ups. I like that proposal. I do too. Let's cut that in. Yeah. <laughs> the Tyler call cut. Up, call up Kenny Ortega to make this happen. I'm sure I'm sure Zach Efron would be happy to go shoot one frame just to get this in. Yeah, his silhouette as a as a Troy Bolton in high school musical two really lines up with Zach Efron today. <laughs> today. Yeah. You won't be able to tell the difference. Same with Vanessa Hudgens. They're just like the same people, basically. Yeah. And then we get more of them singing at each other, kind of facing each other. Their hands are locked together for reasons of significance that we will come to very soon. And then my favorite part of the minute, uh, Gabriella runs away. Okay. The big sprint. (laughs) Tyler, have you ever run in ballet flats? It is hard to do. It is really hard. I'll go. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm not making fun of the way that she runs. I just think it's funny that she's running. She needs to break it off. And this is the only way she can, because Troy followed her. Like she already left him once and he's still like (laughs) hugging and like grabbing her hands. And like, it's not that she, well, except for the hug, she still reaches out to grab hands with him. So it's not like that consent is there. The hug is questionable, but it's in a song. So we'll let that go. But this is the only way she can sprint down the, the path and get away from Troy and and break it. I guess it's pretty clear that the car is coming. So like, yeah, you have an excuse to get like my rides here. Gotta go. Yeah. I also feel the whole like, like leave the situation and like being on the verge, like she's obviously on the verge of tears and like exiting that situation and like stepping away. I think is like, it's plausible to me that she would run away. I guess I'm saying. I guess it would be more interesting if like we got like the Gabriella perspective of running away and we saw like her (laughs) face kind of like gasping for air with Troy, Mm. like in the distance behind her, as opposed to, as opposed to just Troy watching her run away, which is a a less evocative and somewhat silly image. She would still be singing though. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing that her, her not being the one in, in focus here allowed Vanessa Hudgens to not have to lip sync as much because this is where the lip syncing really breaks down is this last bit. (laughs) 
Troy gets the line, I'm trying to understand. (laughs) Boy, doesn't he just keep trying. (laughs) (laughs) Never stops him him trying. Uh, Yeah, I think all of his interjections in this, because I really like I'm looking at the lyrics and like they're all in parentheses because they're really just interjections <laughs> that don't go with the rest of the song. And they're just all like they're not deep. But, like he's just he's, he's a 17-year-old like, boy. Yeah, exactly. They are, why do you have to go? I'm trying to understand. I want you to stay. Uh what about us? And I'm trying to understand again. <laughs> And I think that's why this that kind of solidifies that this could have been dialogue. Because Troy's interjections, they're not he's it's like gut reactions. He's like, what do you mean? Like, I don't like I don't understand. Can you like. So the the song helps make it more high school musically um, because that's an adjective now. But. Troy's reactions, I think, feel very true to the character. For some reason in this minute, I was thinking more more than I normally do about how it's Troy, like it's Zac Efron's singing voice (laughs) in this. Because like if we had the other layer of Darren Chris's, it's Darren Chris, right? No. No. (laughs) Why am I thinking about (laughs) Darren? Because he was on the Tonys the other day. Wrong, wrong white boy. Who's the other? uh... Drew Seeley. Drew Seeley. That's not that far. <laughs> we, we watched the, the can, concert, Tyler. Can we get the Darren Chris cut of um of this though. Honestly, I think Darren Chris would be up for it. All of high school music. 100% he would be up for it. All of high school musical except it's Darren Chris instead of Zach Efron. Would you would you take that that devil's bargain? Do I get both or, like to live in my memory forever and like have physical copies of them that I can watch whenever I want? Or do I have to only ever watch the Darren Chris version for the rest of my life? I, I mean, I think in order for it to be a devil's bargain, then yeah, you you don't get the best of both worlds. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Hannah Montana not here. Hannah. Okay. Well then no, I'm not trading it in. I would love to see it, but. I feel okay. like an AVPM. Like <laughs> if, if, do we get Zach Efron in a very Potter musical though? <laughs> As the trade. <gasps> I might take that trade. <laughs> I might take that trade. And then and then in a very Potter musical, when they have a Zach Efron poster, <laughs> actually a Darren <laughs> Chris poster. Or the third layer, it's a Drew Seeley poster. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking about how it would be weird and messed up if Drew Seeley was overdubbing Zach Efron's lines in this song. Like, it'd just be another layer of, like, there's too much going on here from the, like, non-diegetic side of music video-ness of this whole scene. (laughs) So I was glad that it was Zac Efron. I I think the song, he sings well. (laughs) I I think it works really well. I mean, we haven't gotten peak Zac Efron yet. But I think it showed, like if he he was unable to do the music in the first movie that he's able to do these interstitials here, it's effective. I also feel like his, what like stands out to me the most in this scene from Zac Efron is his face. Like (laughs) it's just like the, the, the emotion that you like that he's like trying to convey through. And I'm not saying it's like 
high quality acting. I'm just saying there's a lot that's happening with his face and I can't quite like decide what his like primary emotion is, but I think that him singing it and matching his acting to the inflection that he was already intending because he's the one singing it is not something you would necessarily get if he was lip syncing and trying to match Drew Seeley's inflection. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a great point. I think we've throughout this whole movie said that Zac Efron's face acting is like his major strength. His confused, but sad face is just so endearing. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you didn't know anything like prior, like if you just pulled out this song and showed it to somebody who has never seen anything or knows anything about high school musical, like you would not get that. He is like the one in the wrong here. You'd just be like, this is like a kind 17 year old boy who doesn't know what's happening. Like (laughs) just from his face, like he just looks very confused and like kind. And the hug is a little bit awkward. Like he doesn't seem like he really knows what's going on. He's not as smooth as Troy Bolton is. Exactly. I think that does point out a weakness of the movie in that, like, yes, we know that this whole thing has been framed about how Troy is in the wrong here, but also like the movie keeps trying to let Troy off the hook in the, in these ways. Like it's a, he's the main character, so he can't be that wrong in the grand scheme of things. Like they've spent so much time worrying about this Troy Sharpay Gabriella thing that like none of the other character, like we haven't actually got gotten Gabriella's arc. Like, like you just said, if you watched this and you didn't have any other context, you would assume that we knew a lot more about Gabriella than we actually do. <laughs> it's so, I, I like didn't think about it, like just pulling it out on its own because for it to be the plot song too, it just like makes no sense. <laughs> Amanda, how do you think this song compares to the previous movie's Gabriella song, which is the one whose title I always blank on? When There Was Me and You? Yes. Not Hopelessly Devoted to You. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. I like this one more. I think because we get the Troy interjections. Like, I think that really makes this song. But I... They almost do the same thing, right? Like both times she's just like, I got to be who I am. I got to, I got to be my own person. And they're not like, it's like, it's been six months. Like you got to, you got to figure this out, girl. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's really okay, funny you. to, to not see any character growth in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> because I liked the view. I'm just, I'm just imagining that giant Troy in the background of this song <laughs> and like, it would so not work. Like that one worked for its simplicity. It was a music video, but it was like your first music video when it's not all that great. And you're like still figuring out how to engage the camera and she's figured it out and has figured out how to act with her face while she's lip syncing and stuff. But like a giant Troy in the background, because we get yeah. the lockers again. I was going to say, yeah, they do. They lean on the locker thing really heavily. <laughs> I feel like the the giant Troy face is evidence of the first one being a little bit more camp than this one, which I know yeah. is hard because High School Musical 2 is like the definition of camp, despite it being set at a country club. <laughs> For some people, their summer camps are a country club. 
they're fancy people that (laughs) I don't know, but I wouldn't know what that's like, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, this song does feel very different in that sense where you're like, yeah, high school musical two is very camp, but like this song, this song just isn't really. I feel like this could show up in like your, your greatest showmans or like other dramatic musicals. Mm -hmm. Connor's doing air quotes here. (laughs) I just, I don't really like greatest showman other than, I just love the way Zendaya looks in that movie. I think her pink hair is pretty sweet. <laughs> She's incredible. And, and then, well, yes. <laughs> and I like the Panic at the Disco version <laughs> because I'm that person. But yeah, I, I think like it's dramatic element to it does help the movie because it's giving it some direction that we have been lacking for, for the last half hour. <laughs> It's too little, too late, in my opinion, but yes. What do you mean, Ty? We have like 20 minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda, do you have anything else to say about this minute? No, I think we, I think we covered it. Okay. Wonderful. We've got some big stuff coming for next minute. So yes, we'll get more, we'll, we'll get get more more Amanda's opinion next minute, but until then, thank you for joining us for this first round. Thank you. Well, if you want to let us know your thoughts about this this song here, you can let us know on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Or send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite Panic at the Disco cover of a musical song. They've got a few. <laughs> They've got a few. Have they done any high school musical? No, but I think Fall Out Boy did. Wow. Maybe. Not 100% on that. Uh, special oh, thanks boy. to our artist, Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. And I've been Amanda. And we'll see you next time to find out how Troy's feeling about this whole situation. You can bet on it.